0: excited. Tonight's going to be a really good night. Amen? You guys ready to get what God has for you? Yes, because every time we get together, God has something for you. Amen? So God has something for me, and I'm going to get what God has for me. Amen. So most of you guys, because that's just how this year worked out, you were not with us at Ablaze in January of 2022, correct? How many of you guys were here at a blaze in January of 2022. Exactly. That's so good. I'm glad that the Lord works the way that he does. I don't know why, but at the beginning of this year, the first message of 2022, God put it on my heart to deliver a message about how Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Now, that's not my idea. That's not something that I made up. That's a scripture, John 14, six. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And God put it on my heart to start that in 2022 because he said that in order for you to have a successful 2022, you needed to establish that Jesus is your way, your truth, and your life. Amen? But most of you guys weren't here in January. And I was like, God, why are we gonna talk about this again? He's like, because a lot of them weren't here. So this is what I believe. To end 2022, your highest and best, and also to go forward in your life with God, you've gotta establish this known idea, this concept, this truth that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life for you. Amen? So tonight, we're going to dig into that. We're going to unpack that, and we're just going to get all up in that truth because it's so good. Amen? Amen? All right. So let's start over in the book of Mark chapter 10. If you guys have your Bibles with you, kudos to you. Who, Who in here actually has a physical Bible with them tonight? Gloria, you started to raise your hand and you put it down. Did you get embarrassed that you had your Bible or did you like, I don't actually have it? Oh, who has a Bible? That's good, good for you guys. Who has a Bible on their phone? Yeah, that's what it is. No shame. Hey, a Bible is a Bible. The word's the word. That's good. All right, if you want to follow along with me, if you would like to go with me, we're going into the book of Mark chapter 10, starting in verse 46. It says, they came to Jericho, and I like this, and immediately it goes, and as he was leaving Jericho, I was like, there was just a short little visit to Jericho, I guess, <laughs> with his disciples and a great crowd. Bartimaeus, a blind beggar, the son of Timaeus was sitting by the roadside. And when he heard that Jesus of Nazareth was nearby, he began to cry out and said, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And many in the crowd rebuked him, telling him to be silent. But he cried out all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stopped and said, call him. And they called the blind man saying, take heart, get up. He is calling you. And throwing off his cloak, he sprang up and came to Jesus. And Jesus said to him, what do you want me to do for you? And the blind man said to him, Rabbi, let me recover my sight. And Jesus said to him, go your way your faith has made you well. And immediately he recovered his sight and followed him on the way." Now in this account, in this story, blind Bartimaeus had been living his life in such a condition, in such a way that is not God's highest and best. God does not want you to be blind. God does not want you to be sick. God does not want you to be depressed. God does not want you to hurt. God does not want you to be in lack. What's one of Pastor Cody's favorite verses? Who knows? John one of Pastor Cody's favorite verses. That's right. You guys got it right the first time. We'll edit it and post. I'll be like, and you know, it's like, John 10.10. I'll be like, yeah, that's exactly right. And John 10.10 says, Jesus, I, Jesus, have come to give you an abundant life. The thief may come to steal, kill, and destroy. The world, the enemy, the devil might come to steal, kill, and destroy in your life, but Jesus has come to give you an abundant life. And an abundant life means life to the full. There is nothing wrong with having an abundant life. There's nothing wrong with having a prosperous life because that's what Jesus died to give you. So in that sense, in that way, this man was living in such a way that was not what God intended for him to live. And in that way was not God's highest and best. So then when he came across Jesus's way, when he came across the way of Jesus, his life was forever changed, amen? So with that in mind, I want you guys to prepare your hearts. I want you guys to get ready for what it's like and what we should be like walking in the way of Jesus. Let's bow our heads and pray, get our hearts ready, okay? Father God, I just thank you so much for what you're doing in this place. I thank you for this word that you have tonight, God. I know and believe that you are the way and the truth and the life. I thank you so much for this message tonight, Father God. I pray for every single heart in this room that are able to receive it, they're encouraged by it, they're inspired by it, and they're provoked to change. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Ah, uh, who likes Legos? You got like Lego people in the house? Like, is anyone just like super like Lego people? I feel like I remember Annalise being like all about Legos. Like who feels like they're like a Lego professional? Like you could like compete with the best of the best. I'm excited for one day when my kids like play with Legos. I've got a three-year-old and a two-year-old. And right now Legos are probably not the smartest thing because the two-year-old will probably eat them. The three-year-old has no patience, but one day. I'm gonna build like the 300 pieces, the 1,000 pieces. I wanna sit at the table for like two and a half hours building a giant Naboo Starfighter from Star Wars and just, ah! That was my favorite. 2001. What? Manto 6? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I wanna do the big ones. I wanna do the big I wanna take hours upon hours making these awesome Legos. But right now, they're not ready for that. You know what I mean? Like they're not, they're not there yet, but I know one day in due time with patience, we're going to build some Legos one day. And I'm excited because it's fun. It's fun to sit down and build Legos and see something from what it is and what it can be and then seeing it, what it actually becomes, right? The process. It's so beautiful. It's so amazing. Who though feels like they are the Legoist of Lego builders in this room tonight? Red, you seem pretty confident. Red, come on down here for me real quick. Come on up here. You're going to be my, my example for the night. And I want you to Build these Legos, build these Legos for me. All right, go for it, build it. What, where's the instructions? He's a a pro, why would he need instructions? He knows what he's doing. He's even confident right now. He's even opening bags. He's just going for it. He knows exactly what this is. Dude, if you actually build this, I'm going to be excited. You're going to try? Interesting. But why do, you, why do you feel like he needs instructions? How does he know what it's supposed to be? You don't know what it's supposed to be. What do you think it's supposed to be? Some type of car. Why, why do you think it's a car? You've seen a car? For, wow car frame. I was thinking like wheels. Like I saw wheels and I was like, I guess it's supposed to be a car. So do you feel like you were adequately able to build this car just by knowing it's a car? (laughs) I appreciate your honesty, but maybe if you just saw a picture, would you feel pretty good about it? Like if you knew that this was the final product, just seeing that right there. And maybe if you saw that and then also had the instructions, do you feel even more confident that you could build this vehicle? Yeah? Thank you so much, Robert. Thank you so much, Red. I appreciate your time. I appreciate your, your, your efforts here. You can have this car at the end of service if you want. it. You may sit down. Everyone give a round of applause. So much like this car, much like these Legos, and much like Red perfectly demonstrated, his name's Red, by the way. No longer Robert, no longer Robert Dean. Red is his name. Here's 4th here on out, call him Red. All right, so much like Robert perfectly did, he knew it could be a car. He thought like, okay, I'm taking context clues here. I see pieces, I know what it probably could be. But Red took the time to attempt to do it. He tried to do it in his own way. He tried to do it in his own strength. And look, he actually put some wheels on the frame. Like he was actually a decent start. And maybe if we gave him a while to sit here and do this, it might've closely resembled a car. But how many of you know, that even if he sat here for three hours, it probably never would have looked exactly like this car. It probably wouldn't have even been moderately close. I mean, I don't know Red Skills, maybe he's a a professional and he moonlights as a Lego engineer, I don't know. I I don't know you well enough to know what you do at your, your home and what you do for business, but I'm assuming that that's not what you do. I imagine school takes up too much of your time to do that. But when he had the instructions, when he knew what it was supposed to be, he was able, well, he didn't start, but he would have been able to follow the instructions step by step to get it to what it was actually supposed to be, to what it was intended to be. You have everything that you need to be successful in this life with God. You have the word of God, the way and the truth, the life of Jesus. Jesus is the living word. When you read your Bible, you are reading Jesus. You are bringing in, you are soaking in the words and the teachings of Jesus, your God, the one that created you, the one that will teach you how to live this life lives within the word of God. And when you follow after that word, when you follow after these instructions on how to be kind and how to be a light and how to treat people, you'll be better and become more like what God made you to be. You were made in his image. So you should want to read about his image you should want to absorb all that his image is amen over in mark 8 34 through 35 we're going to come back to blind bartimaeus but it says then calling the crowd to join his disciples he said if any of you wants to be my follower you must give up your own way take up your cross and follow me if you try to hang on to your life you will lose it but if you give up your life for the sake or if you give up your life for my sake and for the sake of the good news, you will save it. We gotta be willing to trust in Jesus more than ourselves. See, if Red really wanted to, he could have just straight up ignored these instructions. He could have straight up ignored the box and said, you know what, I don't care what that box says. I don't care what those instructions say. I know how to build Legos. I know how to build a car. But if he had done that, he would have never gotten to the ultimate final product. Your God created you. Jesus is our Lord. He's the one that that provides us all these truths to get to where we're supposed to be. We should put more trust in him than our own thinking. Even blind Bartimaeus, it talked about when he went to Jesus, he threw off his beggar cloak. Back in these times, back in these days, blind Bartimaeus being a blind man, he was essentially a disabled person that couldn't do work like a normal person. So he was gifted this cloak, or maybe he had to purchase it somehow. I'm not exactly sure. But he was given this cloak, and what they would do is they would stand out on the street corners. He would lay this cloak out, and as people passed by, whether they felt bad or they just wanted to bless him or just do this or do that, they would throw change on the cloak. So Bartimaeus, his way of living, his livelihood, his provision, something that even he identified with it made him Uh, 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 something that he could actually hold on to and still be somewhat a part of society was all within this cloak. It doesn't make sense in his natural mind to hold on to this cloak or to not hold on to the cloak, I apologize. It doesn't make sense in his mind to, to leave this cloak aside because it's everything that it is to him. It's a way for him to actually live in this world. But when he saw Jesus coming and he knew who Jesus was, he knew what Jesus could do. He said, I don't need this cloak anymore because I know what Jesus has for me. And that's when Jesus said, I, your faith has made you well. Your, your trust in me more than your cloak has what's made you well. You know, 2 Corinthians 5, 7 says that we walk by faith not by sight. And I know you guys are like, well, you guys just, you just told me I had to read the word. I kind of need my sight to, to read the word. But you know, I, I get that. I know that sounds kind of confusing, but really what that's saying is that we walk by faith rather than by our natural thoughts, our natural understanding. These things that make sense to our natural mind, we're not motivated by those things. We're not motivated by the things that we can do in our own strength. That, that beggar's cloak in his own strength That was his way of getting provision. That was was blind Bartimaeus' way of getting by in society. That was his way of getting what he needed to do so that he could survive. Over in Isaiah 55, 8, Nomad talked about this during the tithes and offering. Anyone remember the tithes and offering, Nomad? Good one, good job. It said, my thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. My ways, Jesus says, the way are far beyond anything you could imagine. Our God, the creator of the universe, the one that put the stars in the sky, the oceans in the seas, he put trees in the ground, he put all these crazy birds in the air, he put a freaking giraffe in Africa, like there's all these crazy wild things that God did, and they all have a very specific purpose, and the way that they all interact with one another, it all makes sense, and God did all those things, but he also created you. And the way that he intended you to be, and the way that he intended you to grow, and the way that he intended you to conduct yourself in this world, he has a very specific way that he can get that information to you, but you gotta, you gotta go to him to understand his ways, to understand his thoughts, so you can understand and learn the truth that'll ultimately lead to your life. You know, I was thinking about it, like with this Lego creator, like, like someone took the time to make this. Someone took the time to, to design this Lego car and, and put all these pieces and make them in such a way that they fit together to ultimately make this really cool car. But wouldn't it be kind of an insult to the creator if, if no one ever actually built the car? Like if every time someone bought this, they built something else, no one ever actually followed the instructions and built the car it was intended to be made? I don't wanna insult my creator. I don't wanna insult the one who made me because he made me in such a way to fulfill a purpose that he called over my life. Like you should want to be all that God created you to be. And I hope that that's what you want. I hope that you wanna be all that God created you to be. How many athletes are in the room? How many of you guys play sports? Wow, good bit of you. It says 1 Corinthians 9, 24 out of ESV. It says, do you not know that in a race all the runners run? but only one receives the prize. So run that you may obtain it. Basically, give all that you are to the race that you've been assigned. Run your race with all that you've got. It's not about your friend's race, your sister's race, your boyfriend's race, your girlfriend's race. It's about your race. It's about what you've been tasked to do but do everything you can to run your race to the best of your ability. What does an athlete do? They spend hours, days, sometimes years training to be the very best at what they're supposed to be. Thinking about an Olympian, most of them start at the age of like five or six and they trained so many years, just at even the opportunity of getting a gold medal or even just an opportunity of being in the Olympics. We should grab a hold of every opportunity to better ourselves and to fully understand what God has made us for, fully understand of how we're supposed to conduct ourselves in this life. But that's only done and found by Jesus. He's the only one that can reveal those things about you. He's the only one that can reveal those truths about your life. Proverbs 4, 25, look straight ahead. Fix your eyes on what lies before you. Proverbs 16, nine, the heart of man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps. You can make your own plans. You can make your own dreams. You can make your own goals. But God has laid out steps for you to take. He's laid out this this track for your life, And, and if you just follow his word, if you follow his way, if you follow his word, you'll get there faster. You'll get there at the time that you're supposed to be there. You'll learn more about yourself than you would in your own strength, in your own desires, in your own will. It's his ways over our ways. Fix your eyes on what he's called you to do. I love if we go back to the account with Bartimaeus. It says over in verse 52 out of Mark 10, it says, Jesus said to him, Go your way. Your faith has made you well. And immediately he recovered his sight and followed him on the way. You know, when I, I finally got like revelation about what was happening right there, like Jesus basically told blind Bart, or Bart now, I don't know, you call him blind Bart now, it seems offensive because he's not blind anymore, not blind Bart. He's like, your face made you well, you can go now. And, I, and I, I'm inferring and I'm taking what happens in the scripture to kind of understand what potentially could have gone in his mind. But it says, go your way. And then it said that he followed Jesus in the way. And so it's like, you can go and do your thing now. You can go and do your ways But if you follow after him, if you follow after Jesus, you don't have to find yourself in a blind Bartimaeus state ever again. You don't have to find yourself on the streets begging anymore because now you're following after Jesus. And His way leads to life. His way leads to truth. His way leads to abundance you no longer have to follow after your ways anymore. You no longer have to follow after those desires anymore. You don't have to do the things that you did before Jesus anymore. And the opportunity to follow after him is there before you. And so my challenge to you all tonight is, you know, maybe, you know, you've you've once been holding on to some things that you feel like you're supposed to do, or maybe you've been doing things that, Aren't necessarily following after His ways. I ask and I and I beg of you to to examine yourselves and examine your your life and examine your choices and examine your decisions and get with God and try to figure out what are some things that I can let go of that I've been trying to hold on and do in my own strength, even though. I I do know Jesus, even though I do know God. You know, maybe I've still been holding on to some natural things for myself and I've been been trusting more in my own instinct and my own intellect and my own knowledge and my own experience rather than relying on his word, rather than relying on him. Because that's what it's like. That's what what we're meant to do. We're meant to rely on him. In all things. It says, trust in God with all your heart. Lean not into your own understanding. Lean into him. In all things. Say, Jesus is the way. He is the truth. He is the life.